the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, only podcast on the internet sponsored by Angry Grandma T, because everyone's a little bit ornery. My name is Aaron, here are my personal pals Dave. Hey boys. Hello, <laughs> and we have old Nico. Hello. Uh, Brick is on assignment. He has fell into a hole. Uh, today we're discussing... Big hole in the ground? <laughs> <laughs> we're not allowed to mention them because of a sponsorship. Uh, there's arbitration <laughs> going on currently. <laughs> there's a court order to, uh, uh, forbidding us from mentioning big holes in the ground in the podcast anymore. Uh, today's topic is influence, specifically the influence of one uh, novel from, oh gosh, 2013? 12. 12, almost. Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn. Uh, Nico, you read an article recently about the influence 10 years on of Gone Girl. Tell us about the article and your thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, so it's an article from The Ringer called Gone Girl Still Here and published earlier, two weeks ago. Uh, I would have called it Not So Gone Girl. A little punch up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yep, well, maybe not. Um, because it was actually 10 years ago this month. Oh, wow. Which is still this month. Because it's still true, right. that Gone Girl was published huh. and how it changed the world of domestic psychological thrillers. So for for my personal pals that don't read a lot of them, domestic psychological thrillers, <laughs> they tend to have a couple of key traits. Like one is like a lot of relationship betrayal, a lot of recriminations, mm. a lot of a lot of married people that hate each other, a lot of like. Have, have you guys ever seen or read uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I've seen it. Not yeah. Really. So it's that kind of a thing. Right? right. Like, so, Dave, do you have any experience with that? That's that's kind of the high market. The what, Wolf uh, Version. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Oh, oh yeah. It's Ed, Edward Albee. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, spoilers, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is about this married couple who have a dinner party. It's only four characters in a play. And they have this younger couple over and they're talking about their child back and forth. And then it turns out that the child is just a device. The child does not exist. The child is a device they used to fuck with each other yeah. in front of other people. Was it like a miscarriage or something like that? They like miscarried the child? Yeah, like, yeah. So then there's, then there's layer. They pull back kind of layers of, of, uh, of, of the betrayal basically of and, and what they're, how they're kind of fucking with each other. And that's that's kind of the most domestic thrillers are like that with different kind of uh, not lenses but maybe devices or plot mm. twists thrown in. So this this article picks out Gone Girl as one of the kind of influences of the modern psychological thriller, mm. and gives Gillian Flynn credit for making uh, uh, the the character. In Gone Girl. I can't remember what her name is. Oh, but, gosh. Uh, Amy Dunn? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and Nick is her husband. Yeah. So so Gone Girl starts off in Nick's perspective. And Nick is like, my wife is missing. Everybody thinks I killed her. Right. But I didn't kill her. And so then it goes around. And, and you kind of see a bunch of shit from Nick's perspective. And Nick is like a charming douchebag. Yeah. Which is... I, I think I think personally I think the best qualities of Gone Girl are the the 
uh, characterizations. Like, because mm. it's tough to do a charming douchebag. Yeah. A it Ben is... Affleck type, if you will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then later, his wife, Amy, who is dis- who has disappeared and everything looks like he killed her, turns out that she engineered that to, right. to look like he killed her, to fuck him over. So it's it's kind of like the uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf with, like, on on a bigger stage, right? Yeah, like, or like so, a genre-y stage. It's like there's yeah. murder and those kinds of tropes. Yeah. But the same kind of, like, yeah, squabbling and, yeah, like, emotional revenge plot. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's her, her, she's driven by, she's upset at him for, like, uh, holding her down or holding her back, basically. Like she's a novelist, right? right? She writes kids adventure right. novels or no her parents wrote those novels and she wrote novels too i forget her yeah, parents wrote the novels the she's too. the she was the character in the novels that yeah. they were based on she does something i think she also writes maybe right but she's yeah. mad at her husband for like holding her back basically she's like she's resents being asked to like live a domestic life when she wants to be you know she's smart and wants to do wild stuff right uh, but also all of that is kind of bullshit and it's it's just it's right. like everything turns out to just be this interpersonal relationship which i think is is definitely a hallmark of the psychological thriller which is that these things all these like wild plot things that happen are extensions of the machinations of this divisive relationship which are which are just like it's like you just want to hurt this person that you love and this is how you do it and and it's like you do and you do it in a book in the by like trying to murder them or something you know and it's like a metaphor for like hating your fucking husband or family or whatever right yeah uh yeah so so another part that that the article pulls out is that uh jillian flynn created the character of the cool girl Mm, or the idea of the cool girl which is like this uh this girl that in the book, it's like described as uh, the girl who like farts and drinks beer and like cracks dirty jokes, uh, but also is skinny and is super hot. Yeah. And, like has like, you know, it's basically a male fantasy. Right. So it's like the frat version of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Right. Uh, which I think is, is, has also definitely like become a, a touchstone. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that in, in my, I guess I don't read these thrillers that often. I read Gone Girl, but I didn't read, I don't read those, that genre typically. But the impact of Gone Girl culturally in how people talk about gender and relationship dynamics, I think is pretty significant. That's definitely one example is the cool girl trope or cliche. And then it came up recently, people were talking about it in terms of how men react to accusations of sexual assault and propriety uh especially with the johnny depp and amber heard case people were right. talking a lot about how critics of you know people who misogynists who were criticizing amber heard whatever were using gone girl as an example of someone who would fake domestic abuse to try and pin something on their partner or whatever and it's like this is a story like this is a novel like what are you talking about yeah so weird to have it come from both directions uh, you know, the one hand, the sort of feminist critique of the cool girl, which I think is salient and interesting, and that you know, idiots using the example of the not the story and the character as a like to hold it up is like, see, women also lie. It's like in books, like, what are you talking right. about? This is insane. 
I mean, yeah, but that but that also is another one of the the big things that Gone Girl kind of started mm. was uh, the 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 woman who is who is not like crazy, but like the woman who is in control and is and is the driver of the right the chaos kind of right because she is feels wronged and it's not like right it's like different very different from like oh women women are crazy right it's more that the the woman is like rightfully scorned and she fuck she fucks shit up and yeah. she is capable of fucking shit up right yeah like very smart very yeah. like calculating yeah yeah totally and i think i honestly i really like the character of nick mm. as a character yeah because he is uh in the book especially like he's so well crafted as charming that mm-hmm. like you kind of that i that i was like oh yeah i like this guy i could see like you know getting a beer with him and then like <laughs> halfway through it's like oh he is <laughs> he is a sociopath yeah he's he is back. just as bad he's just like putting on the facade yeah he's like know? a dope yeah. He's like a professor, I think, or something like that, maybe. Yeah. But he's sort of like an idiot. And yeah, yeah. like, yeah, putting on a facade of yeah. being cool and like, I, and, like he's having an affair. And, right. With yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And he's like playing it down. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I slept with her a couple of times, <laughs> but I mean, you can't. And like the first, the first, the opening passage is like how he talks about like how he wakes up and he doesn't have an alarm. And oh, like right. He's yeah. just like he wakes up sometimes at like different times and like he's super cool and like his life is great and like all this shit but it's but it's like funny and it's like you know it's like oh yeah that's like well you know eloquent and all the shit and then you're like and this guy's a douchebag yeah right it's all a facade (laughs) it's funny because like you i feel like gone girl to maybe not entirely but so there's the whole other genre of character usually a woman witnesses crime from a distance and tries to solve it and i feel like they're they're tied to each other but not it's definitely not the same kind of storytelling but there's i think gone girl somehow beget that genre too i'm not sure exactly how but they definitely seem closely linked right because usually characters in those books or stories are like also very smart but like they're somehow inhibited by like agoraphobia or whatever yeah. it's usually some sort of phobia keeping them inside yeah. or, or like restrained in some depression sometimes yeah. Personally, the case I, that. yeah personally i think that's a limitation of the writer yeah probably it's so. like they not everybody is capable of the nuance mm. of like thriller writers often are do not have a lot of nuance right so like gone girl is is that because she's a good she's a really good writer mm. so then that's that and then when people try to copy her plot beats it it comes out like janky because you can't you like the 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 plot beats rely on the characterization being uh being as good as she does but right. like most writers don't most thriller writers especially don't do characters that well yeah right yeah yeah definitely yeah, I really like. Have you read other Julian Flynn books? I don't. I never really followed up. She's on only written three. Yeah, right. So Sharp objects and some dark objects. Dark, dark objects. places. I actually read Dark Places randomly because, oh. like, I was trying out like back when we did Chamber Four. I was trying out uh, 
like Kindle library subscription mm-hmm. things, like so you, where you could get library books in your Kindle. And that was just on the. It was one of the. There were like at the time there were like eighty books that you could get, and it was uh it was a uh, one of the books that I could get, and it was I was like, well, this title sucks. <laughs> Dark places, right. like fuck this. Very big. And and then it was, it was great. It was like one of those. It, it it was a thriller that was time. There were two different timelines, and one of them was uh in the past and it was like about the main character's childhood and her Mm. brother and like the they were in kind of a cult or something and i mean part of part of the testament to how good her books are is that i can remember that right and it's it's been probably 15 years since i've read that book wow and i can remember the general structure of it and I could not tell you the general structure of most books that I've read in the past year. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So she, uh, but she's only, she only wrote three. And then now she works in TV. Right. Which is probably much more lucrative. Yeah. Which should be, I don't know, another topic, another episode. <laughs> Writers <laughs> moving to TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, yeah. I mean, we should talk about the article. We'll do that in a separate episode um, yeah. about author's pay and everything. She did. Uh, so there's a British show called Utopia. That was great. That was I really loved Utopia, hmm. and she did the American version of it, but then it was canceled after one season. British version is like one of the one of one of the best shows like hmm. I think I've ever seen. It was like it has that British like six episode arc. It's super super weird. The characters are super super weird, and it's like it's a little bit like Stranger Things. Like there's like a girl with like superpowers and. She gets out. It's based on a comic book, I think. Oh. Yeah. So she worked on that. I'm not sure what else she's worked on. Obviously the movie, but. Right. And there's the show, the based on sharp objects, right? Right. The yeah. Show there was that the show. Amy yeah. Adams, maybe. Yeah. I, th- I feel like I never actually watched that. I feel like it got lukewarm reviews. It did. And there was a movie of Dark Places, too, with Charlize Theron, oh, I think. Oh, yeah. I think I. And then it got panned, too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a huh. weird. Yeah. A weird one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's moment. It's it's having a lasting impact, but like its moment was, you know, nine years ago, eight years right, ago, right, right. Uh, well, when the I movie mean, came out, that, like and, fucking fifteen years ago, almost. Well, that yeah, yeah, for sure. But like when the I feel like when the movie came out, that was like kind of gone girl mania, yeah. yeah. And then it kind of has receded. The from movie there. was so disappointing for me because like kind of like your thing with a like a weird spoiler yeah so there was an there was an article where jillian flynn was quoted as saying like that she rewrote the third act right of the movie so that there was a different ending right so that people who had already read the book could still go to the movie right and i was like that sounds awesome and i went to the movie i was like that's a, that's enough that's all i need to see <laughs> right i went to the movie it is pl- beat for beat the exact, <laughs> exact same, same yeah. as the book. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I went back and like Googled more. And it turned out that the director had said that she almost wrote a third, <laughs> a different third act. And then she came out and said, don't say that. People are going to expect a third, a different third act. I didn't write a different third act. Right. I wrote the same third. And, and it's like, God fucking damn it. And I just watched a fucking Ben Affleck movie for nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's a Fincher movie. It's uh, 
but not what well it's done. Best. But like, you don't need to read the book and then want go watch the movie. Yeah, definitely. I I think I watched it in maybe two or three sittings. So I was like, I yeah. I know the story already. And nothing is. It's, it wasn't enough to be like I'm engaged in this. You know, right. Yeah. Well, listeners, talk to us about your thoughts on the influence of Gone Girl and Julian Flynn's style past 10 years or so. Tell us on Twitter at YakBabies. You can also email us those thoughts at YakBabiesPodcast at gmail.com and let us know there. Uh, if you want more Yak Babies, then I have good news for you. There is more. Go to patreon.com slash yakbabies. You can get access to our bonus podcast for $1 a month. That's all we're asking. You can get a ton of material there. There's tons and tons of stuff. There's games, excerpts from episodes, little like, uh, goofy bits that we don't want the you know public seeing necessarily. Unless they pay us a dollar. And then a whole other series. There's a, a series called 101 Ghost Jokes Ranked where we're ranking 101 Ghost Jokes. We shouldn't say we were ranking. We ranked. We did it. And then released the results to you. The first episode of that is available in the feed, the main feed right now. If you hear that and want more, go find them on Patreon for that $1 and enjoy yourself. And of course, our merch at tinyurl.com slash shackbabies. You can get posters, mugs, uh, t-shirts with bricks designs in them. All very funny. Good inside jokes. Nothing better than an inside joke on a t-shirt to baffle your friends. Get those. Until then, yak babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. Oh.